Howdy, Ags. Welcome to Aggie Growth Hacks, the podcast sponsored by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M that is dedicated to highlighting fast-growing Aggie entrepreneurs, learning how they overcame challenges with creative growth hacks, and connecting them with other entrepreneurs in the Aggie network. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001. My co-host, Chris Hunter, is away today being the amazing dad that he is. His kids are competing in the state championship and a swimming league that they're part of, so today I'm flying solo. And what a day. And we have got an amazing story for you, Ags. Every year, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship hosts a week-long entrepreneur boot camp for veterans. This program, sponsored by the, the Reynolds & Reynolds Corporation, is like an MBA in a week. Believe me, a lot of the participants think that boot camp was easier. So if you are listening to this and you are a military veteran and you are an entrepreneur or you're thinking about being an entrepreneur, make sure that you check that out. This week-long program actually happens twice a year and is completely free to you, the veteran, because of the generosity of the Reynolds and Reynolds Corporation. Over the next two episodes, we're going to introduce you to three veteran entrepreneurs that embody the grit, determination, strategic thinking, and flexibility that is characteristics of both entrepreneurs and veterans. Daniel Shrub and his wife own Popcorn Friday, a custom popcorn retailer in the San Antonio area. Steve Yemenez is the founder of Hives for Heroes, a nationwide not-for-profit focused on reducing the suicide rate among military veterans. And Eric Montroska is the president uh, and CEO of Intelligent Nanofiber, a super cool technology company that's based here in College Station and is seeking to help improve the lives of our first responders. So pass it back and listen up for session one of Aggie Growth Hacks Focus on Veteran Entrepreneurship. Welcome back, Ags. We have got an amazing episode. Um, this is one that both Chris and I is near and dear to our hearts because we are talking with not only entrepreneurs, but entrepreneurs that have stepped up and answered their nation's call to serve in uniform. And so we're, we're having a special episode where we're talking with, with a panel of three entrepreneurs that are also veterans of our of our military and our armed services. And all three of them have been participants in the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship, uh, specifically the Reynolds and Reynolds Entrepreneurship Bootcamp for Veterans. This is an amazing program that both Chris and I have been part of for a while. And it, it's a way for those men and women who who are veterans who either are entrepreneurs or thinking about entrepreneurship to be able to get uh, a lot of mentorship and a lot of good information to help them. So, uh, so Daniel, Steve, and Skip, thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, how about we? I, I don't think that I could do justice in introducing all of you, but um, Daniel, if, if you maybe just kick us off, just tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your EBV class, and and what have you been up to uh, in the last last little bit? Thanks, Greg. Well, I went through the entrepreneurial bootcamp for veterans in uh, 2018 with Steve. And um, my wife and I own Popcorn Friday, just north of San Antonio in, in a Spring Branch, Texas. I retired after 20 years in the Marine Corps, but I spent several years in the Army prior to the Marine Corps. So I had to go back to boot camp. But um, I'm not even going to touch that one. <laughs> <laughs> But so that's a little bit about me. <laughs> awesome. Steve, how about you? Awesome, man. Thank you all for having us on the Aggie Growth Hacks. This is really, really quite special. We're always excited to share our experiences and hopefully encourage others to follow their passions and, and purpose in life. 
you know, after after the Marine Corps, spent about eight years in the Marine Corps. After that, went to corporate world for Eden Halliburton, and then started a nonprofit out here in, in Houston, Texas, in 2018, the same year as EDB, called Hives for Heroes. We connect veterans all over the country to beekeepers in their local areas. Our main mission is suicide prevention through purpose and relationships in those local wow. areas. Um, we've grown pretty heavily in the past year or so, about 1,200 people across the United States and also into Australia. We just opened up Australia. So really happy to be here, share experiences, uh, learn from you guys. Because again, Daniel was in our class. Uh, we, we went through together and haven't had the opportunity to meet Skip. So just happy to be here. All right, Sarah. Well, you're, you're joining us from a trade show, Skip, in Charlotte, North Carolina right now. So thanks for joining us via Zoom. Uh, but uh, tell us a little bit about you and what you've got going on. We're out here at the Fire Rescue International Show, where we are debuting our, our brand new product line, Infazorb. That's the oil and gas sorbent products that we're making here at Intelligent Nanofiber, a startup based in College Station. That's what I'm doing now, trying to sell oil and gas sorbents. It looks like cotton candy, and we make it into a variety of, uh, of products. And, and folks here have a, have a need for it. Uh, fire engines leak oil, and they deal with uh, hazmat stuff. So we'll be here. We're finishing up here, and then we'll be in Indy for the big one next week. I, I, I'm sending my colleagues because that's just too much time away. But uh, that's go. what I'm doing now. Great. Well, one thing that, that I love about EBV is that you guys get to refine your business. And so one of the things that if you, if you think during that week, I think that you have given your one minute elevator pitch probably about 82 times in that week. So um, Skip, I'm going to start with you. Give me, give me your 60 second elevator pitch on your company. Intelligent Nanofiber is a solutions company. We solve big problems using smallest particles. So in other words, we go big by focusing small. And one of the first areas that we're going into is we're tackling clean water. And the fact is about three and a half million people die each year due to a combination of lack of water and lack of clean water. It's a bad sanitation. And that's terrible. So if, if you really kind of did a five-minute pitch, about 43 people would have died during that pitch due to the, the clean water issue. And how can we help? Well, cleaning water. Uh, there's all kinds of toxins in oil, and oil is a big problem. We need oil. We rely on the products from oil, but we got to figure out a more efficient way, which we have. We have a product that uses 50% less plastic, 50% less power to produce, yet it produces a material three times as absorbent as all the other absorbents out there. So we think we're onto something and we're trying to, to get it into the right hands. It's absolutely amazing stuff. Thanks, dude. Skip uh, pitched it, or not really pitched it, but shared with uh, One Million Cups, an organization we've gotten here probably a couple of months ago. And just, I mean, the hands-on, what, what it actually does is, I mean... Mind blowing. So great stuff. It's Check pretty it cool. Out. Thanks, man. Steve? Yeah, I'm Steve with Hives for Heroes. Um, we're a national beekeeping nonprofit network uh, that has expanded across all 50 states and also into Australia. Um, we're tackling the problem of uh, veteran suicide and bee conservation. So our tagline is save bees and save vets. Uh, we connect people to local mentors in their areas so they be can become proficient faster in beekeeping and also are able to start their own businesses in their local areas because everybody loves their local beekeeper. Um, our mission is to purpose and relationships. So that purpose, when you come back from overseas, when you come back out of the military to transition, finding purpose in beekeeping, which has a lot of advantages on the mental health side and also getting outside and also the relationships that you build in your local areas. So you have friends and people that are around you, um, supporting you in your efforts to do so. 
That that's awesome. I think that specifically out of your EBV class, I've been honored to be able to to speak to a bunch of them. But your class, more than any that stands out in my mind, is one that was focused on the veteran. I mean, I, I think probably eighty, maybe seventy five percent, eighty percent of y'all were looking at starting or growing some type of nonprofit to be able to support the war fighters, just because of all the challenges that they're facing. So I love to see how you have grown and the fact that you're in Australia, and I mean, making that worldwide impact. Super cool. Super cool. That class had some awesome mentors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Daniel. And I've got to say, Daniel's the only one out of the three of you that actually has given me swag that I can eat. So, you know, he, he wins by default. So what you, what's your pitch, Daniel? Well, at Popcorn Friday, we provide an assortment of sweet, savory, and specialty gourmet popcorn flavors that are unique and delicious. They're perfect for that memorable personal or corporate gift. The popabilities are endless. Nice. Love Very it. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> it, 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 it's hard to believe, but they taste better than they what, what they look and they look. Yeah. Amazing. I don't think there's a pitch that could do justice to, you know. <laughs> no. Just buy some and believe me, you will be amazed. They sell themselves, yeah. <laughs> So Steve, let me let me ask you because you know out of out of the three of y'all, I mean, you each have such good missions and and guidance for uh, for your companies. But I'm always encouraged and so um, awed by veteran entrepreneurs and the sense that they take what the military has taught us this the skill sets, the the adaptability, the grit, the dealing with lack of resource, the hey, that came out of nowhere and I don't know how the hell to fix it, but we're gonna fix it. So let let me ask all of you and we'll start with you, Steve, what's one thing that you learned in the military that has helped you as an entrepreneur? And then two, how have you made sure that you teach that skill set or mentality or whatever to your team? That's a, that's a really great question because it's about what do you learn, right? And uh, one of my lieutenant colonels when I was getting out of the military was uh, very persuasive in telling me to go get a Lean Six Sigma green belt. And that put me on a trajectory that I had no idea you know, how blessed I would be uh, working for an organization like Eaton Corporation in Halliburton, uh, being in charge of uh, projects to uh, grow and sustain the organization, uh, building a $60 million facility from the ground up for Halliburton. Those things taught me lean and process efficiency. People, processes, product, placement, those things are super important. We built that into our culture. So it's a constant way of innovating, a constant way of creating positive change within the environment of our organization and the people in the organization. And we do that by setting an example. So we have open, collaborative innovation. People talk and we say, hey, what can we do better? How can we serve you better? What are the struggles that you're seeing and how can we help you solve those? Our organization is extremely decentralized. So the 1,200 people in the organization throughout the United States, we have a very low um, hierarchy of leadership because we want to push that down to the community level. Right. So for example, I don't know what's going on in Montana, right? And it would be really, really unfortunate for somebody in, in Houston, Texas to say, I know exactly what you need and this is what's going to work. And so we give them the power to make choices. We empower veterans through beekeeping is another uh, tagline that we have. And the only guidelines that we keep are within side of our hierarchical structure and to keep things legal, moral, and ethical. Everything outside of that, be as creative as you want. And hopefully we can proof of concept those things and scale it throughout the entire United States. That's super cool. Super cool. Skip, how about you? A couple things. 
Yep. Uh, first and foremost, uh, a mission isn't something you just put on paper that sounds good, particularly military uh, vets. We have a purpose-driven kind of mentality. We don't do things just because they make money. Money's not a purpose. Money's useful. But it just I, I found that most military vets are kind of wired the same way. We have to have a, a mission, a purpose for doing what we're doing. Like Steve, what Steve is doing with the beekeepers. Veterans, what they found is veterans don't do well if they don't have a purpose. Whether or not they have the resources available to them, they don't have a purpose. They're not, they're not doing well. So to us, a mission is really, really important. Again, it just doesn't sound pretty. And, uh, you know, we were, we were having some success early on at Intelligent Nanofiber, but I hadn't found that purpose yet. And the more we did research on clean water, the more I got more personally invested in what we were doing. And that got me more excited about, hey, we, we actually can have a, a real impact here on something that's yeah. a pretty global problem. So that was the first thing, probably the hard way, doing a lot of different businesses that now, granted, there's exceptions here, but by and large, doing business with other veterans, not just working with them on your own team, but partnering with other businesses that are veteran-led. Customers, um, suppliers, everybody. Yeah. It's honestly a safer way to go. There's Again, it's not perfect, but I'd hell of a lot more want to do business with another veteran because we tend to not want to hose each other and, and, and do business honorably. And again, it's not perfect, but it's sure a lot better than dealing with the wide open commercial space where you just really don't trust people's motives because you don't know what they are. And, and I've, I've learned that the hard way that the people I can depend on the most are military affiliate or have that in their, in their DNA. We're going to roll right now and have a break and hear a message from our sponsor. Yeah, no, I, I would agree 100% with that. When when I moved back to College Station, I met one of my clients here for the first time. And it turns out he was actually in the 82nd with me, different division. Um, cool. but, but we were there at the same time. And he, he his boss is an Israeli, is an Israeli-owned company. And he, he turned to his boss and says, with what this guy says, you can believe 100% because he's not going to... Uh, mess me over. <laughs> Let me make sure I could say what. Yeah, exactly. Say that. But but and I looked at him. I was like, "That's right, brother." You know, because we know that we're not. We can we can lie to everybody else, but we're not going to lie to one another. So that's awesome, Daniel. How about you? What what did you learn in the military that has been most effective in your growth and helping you? Well, yeah, it's it's a standard uh, textbook answer, but it's planning. Planning. Our business is is kind of cyclic. It kind of, it has its highs and lows throughout the year, and we can pretty much plan. But at the same time, you know, being flexible too. We in the Marine Corps, we used to say uh, "semper gambi," so <laughs> you know, with uh, manpower and stuff like that, because we deal with a lot of uh, younger team members, and uh, the, you know, you have to have a lot of flexibility. And you know, they go off to college, and you got to hire new people. It, there's a pretty high turnover, but, you know, we plan for production and marketing and, you know, unlike the Marine Corps in certain situations, we don't have to worry about first contact because, I mean, there's some times where you have to be flexible, but I'd say those two things. Mm-hmm. So, so how have you, especially with your uh, workforce, the dynamic that you have with the younger workforce? I mean, that that's a whole different can of worms that we can probably dive into. But, but how do you how do you speak into their lives so that they are beneficial members of society, young men and women who know how to plan, that know how to think second and third order effects? Well, 
with the, a lot of them are uh, teenagers and and they don't get that deep into uh, into it. So you know, we found that hiring people who are used to uh, being part of a team, like uh, people who are uh, in sports, maybe drill or the ROTC. We have a high school about a couple miles away from where we are, and you know, through trial and error. We found that a lot of the um, ones who are in sports or other team type organizations are the best ones. And the other ones, you know, some of these kids, I have to teach them how to wash dishes. It's, you know, it's that rudiment, I'd say. But, you know, I, I communicate with them. I'm constantly communicating with them. You know, our values as a, as a organization. And, and it's fun to see some of them, you know, go on to do great things. Uh, a lot of them, have gone on to college and graduated, started families. And we've had one who was with us for quite a while. She went on to start her own business through some of the principles she learned Awesome, working for us. Because what I like to do is, and I did this in the Marine Corps, working with a lot of young Marines is, you know, unleash them, let them go and and let them show me what they can do. And some of them have really impressed us. Yep. And that's that's what they teach us in the military. They say give give the commander's intent and then get the hell out of the way. Let let your people surprise you with yeah. how creative they can be. Um but sometimes that's really hard with employees. Um but but that's something that that we learn in the military. But okay, so skip You've you've run and you've been part of a lot of businesses since getting out of the military. The military doesn't teach us everything we need to know about entrepreneurship. So what's one or two things that you learned out of the military that has been so impactful to help hmm. helping you in your business? As much as I do believe that mission matters, you also have to keep your both eyes open. In the military, I had I was blessed. I don't know about Steve and, and Dan or, or yourself, Greg, but uh, I was blessed. By, I had a, I had a lot of good, really good commanders, and they always had a mission to get done. But I always trusted that they were trying to develop me, and they were trying to develop the people around them. You know, some were better than others, but I all genuinely felt that they had a vested interest in developing me. And that is not true in the corporate world at all. There are very few exceptions to that, but it's just it's just not true. So you have to take that responsibility on yourself to continue developing yourself, whether it be reading, listening to podcasts, uh, asking questions, putting yourself in a position to succeed that way. Um, so that was a hard lesson to learn that you don't have that anymore. People that, that really want you to succeed. I think they want you to succeed so far as it helps their, their part of the company. So that was a hard lesson, but I, I think it's something very important for military people getting out, whether they're going to be in a business or, or running their own business, that no one's there to help you. You have to kind of find that yourself or find organizations like Million Cups where people are genuinely trying to help you or help networks like EBV where the veterans are all have vested interest in the, in the business people that are giving their time really want you to succeed. They want everybody to do well. So that, that was a hard lesson to learn. But back to what you were talking about with Dan, I just hired uh, my first teenager. She's a 19-year-old girl that uh, she doesn't want to go to college. And I think that's awesome. I love Good for her knowing thing. herself. Yeah, she's a great kid. And I was very upfront with her about the, the work would be very varied. We are in the middle of developing all kinds of prototypes. So I'm going to ask her to do a lot of really weird things and that I wanted her to take initiative. That was critical for me is... I wanted her to put forth the effort and to not be afraid to fail. And, and that is the other thing that I wanted to highlight about business is I, I felt in the military that you were a little bit safer to fail 
environments. And that would vary upon, depending on what kind of task you're talking about. It was also so structured. Well, yeah, but it was created that way that you could have a little bit of failure and pick yourself up and do it again, hopefully the right way. (laughs) But in the corporate world, I found, especially running your own business, while you might fail a little bit yourself, you have to still be able to be brave enough to let your people fail and and obviously not let them fail too hard, but to make that safe place for them to to try and maybe fail a little bit on their own and then kind of show them maybe what can be done a little bit better. So, uh, but she's great. And, and uh, I'm loving having somebody that has a clear goal that maybe college isn't for her and that academics necessarily aren't the right things for everyone. And she wants to be a tradesperson and we're giving her uh, every opportunity to do that. Dan, how, how about you? What's something that... Um, you learned through entrepreneurship that the military didn't necessarily teach you? I think the biggest one is um, compromise. <laughs> it was funny. When we first started, I, I was treating the employees and my wife, who I'm, you know were co-owners, like they were Marines. <laughs> and we've had a, a few people leave because of you know the, how I was interacting with them. So especially with my wife, you know, I I had a certain idea of how the business should be run and, you know, she wasn't buying it. So, you know, I had to learn, we we struggled quite a bit and I had to learn that I had certain talents. She had certain talents and I was going to stick to what I did best and, and let her do what she does best. And, and I found out that we ended up complimenting each other, you know, and it, it, and the business benefited as a result. So, and, and, you know, when sometimes we would have heated discussions in the workplace and that's, that's unsat, you know, that mm-hmm. we can't do that in front of employees. <laughs> Not in front of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of life lessons that raising a family and uh, running a business have, you know, especially with the young uh, team members that we have. It's, it's interesting though, but I'd say compromise uh, you know, I have to step back and and let go of the reins in certain situations. Steve, how about you? And lots of lessons, lots of lessons. Um, I would say fail forward, iterate fast, and communicate well. Um, we have a tendency to think that failure is bad. I think it's a mindset. You know, failure is learning. Learning's habitual. Iterating fast means make some changes. If there's something that, that a customer or client that you don't feel good about, make some changes. Get some get some direction. Um, surround yourself with good people. Uh, um, you know the typical answer of people that are smarter than you. Get people on your team that are smarter than you. Yeah. And then communicate communicate well. Talk to people. Listen. Figure out what those pain points are in any kind of organization. Each one of us is filling a pain point in the market. Right. We have uh, COVID that that hit us in the beekeeping world, and, and people were isolated, and we were able to not only overcome that but actually grow in an organization. Um, with Rooted, which is Resources United Technology Driven, we've seen a lot of the nonprofits that don't have the ability to market and communicate well. And we're, you know, we're starting a product that, that allows you to connect to veteran resources and nonprofits in a single click through applications. These things are iterations. These things are learning from the people in which you serve and serving them well. Again, you know, growing is, what do they say? Growing, if you're not growing, you're dying. Right. So each organization has uh, their own processes in which they follow, iterate those processes as effectively as you possibly can, automate tasks, right? Like those yeah. things that you're doing every day that are like, why am I doing this? Automate those things. Utilize technology to your advantage. It gives you a bigger bandwidth for innovation and you can listen better and move, move forward better. 
And man, I'll tell you another one, network. I have never networked more in my entire life than I have right now, talking to people, understanding people, listening to people, and then finding those people in your organization that are mission and purpose driven. And like y'all said before, unleash them, let them go. And if when they quote unquote fail, just train to a standard and continuously move forward because those people create a highly efficient and effective team that moves forward in the same direction. But but you're you're empowering them, and that's and and again, you know, it's the, it's the same skills that the military has taught us all. But we're just adapting it to entrepreneurship to be able to say, okay, how how can we achieve a different mission? But one, yeah, I mean, the the reality is you don't know everything. Yeah. Right. Like like get get over yourself very quickly, humble yourself, and bring people into the organizations that have skill sets that you didn't even know existed. Uh, we have eight people on our tech team that are fantastic, whether it's uh, on the tech side, marketing side, branding side, business development side, and let them go because we don't know everything. Well, that's going to wrap it up for session one of this amazing episode. There's been some really cool connections between entrepreneurship and serving in our militaries. What I was thinking about as all three of these heroes were talking was the parallels and in, in the need for both in the military and entrepreneurship. You've got to have good planning. You've got to be flexible and you've got to be be adaptable. The last few months have taught entrepreneurs anything is that you need to, as Dan put it, embrace the idea of Semper Gumby or always flexible. Well, we're going to hear more from Eric, Steve, and Dan in our next episode, but that's going to wrap it up for us today. Chris and I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Aggie Growth Hacks and that you leave us a rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you found us. Make sure you check out our website at aggiegrowthhacks.com where you can hear all of our previous episodes, connect with us, and be sure that you check out the monthly hack shops where we tackle some of the biggest challenges facing entrepreneurs. Finally, if you have not joined the Aggie Growth Hacks Facebook group, be sure to check us out there and connect with other Aggie entrepreneurs. Aggie Growth Hacks is is produced by fellow Aggies, Kyle Ackerman and Ben Wiggins at Podcast Architects. We want to give a huge shout out, not only to our sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship, but to the Reynolds and Reynolds Corporation for sponsoring the EBV, the Entrepreneurs Bootcamp for Veterans at Texas A&M. It's through the generosity of the Reynolds and Reynolds Corporation that this program is impacting hundreds of veteran entrepreneurs. Well, we hope that you join us next time when we finish up this conversation with the three amazing veteran entrepreneurs. Until then, I'm Greg Martin, and on behalf of Chris Hunter, thanks and gig them. <laughs>